From Labradoodles to Cronuts, the world loves a hybrid. So today, businesses are taking a smarter hybrid cloud approach using the tools, platform, and expertise of IBM. The world is going hybrid with IBM. Visit ibm.com slash hybrid cloud. Pumped up. It's exciting. A little drown. A little drown. A little sunvolt. We're the Sklar Brothers. Nothing says alt country rock more than our guest today. NBA's perhaps funniest man. Yeah. Why isn't that an award at the ESPYs? Blake Griffin joins us on the show. And then later we get a phone call from Javier Bardem who tries who will try to sell Blake Griffin he on He always tries to sell on something, so I'm sure he's going to try to sell Blake Griffin on something. Uh, we are thrilled to be talking to you. We are thrilled to be alive after a heated debate with uh, Bill Burr last that week. That was so fun. Loved I mean, it. By the way, loved all your feedback, you know, and, and even the feedback got heated. Some people were like, nah, I didn't like it. He was too whiny. Some people were like, this is exactly what it should be. Some people were like, he's You guys a- have fallen into the media trap That's of what right. sports and, talk And right? to me, the fact that discussion post-discussion got heated is great. That's what this whole thing is about, and that was our most popular episode to date. So for all the new people who are who are checking this thing out, or maybe fans of Blake Griffin who are checking this thing out, welcome. We're the Sklar Brothers. This is our podcast view from the cheap seats. You may have heard these stories. Uh, you may have heard the pundits talk about them all week. You haven't heard our take. Our take is going to mix in our opinion, obviously, uh, comedy, obviously, and a chance to talk with comedians, athletes, People in the world of sports are connected to the world of sports in a way that no one is talking about sports all week long. That is our view from the cheap seats. Uh, and, and with that, let's dive into our uh, subject take. of the week, our top take of the week. Uh, the NFL preseason is underway. And in a few weeks, regular season would start. I don't know if you're watching Hard Knocks, uh, A little Jay. bit, and it's exciting. The that Buccaneers, always pumped up. Jameis Winston, I, I like the guy. I don't know. I mean, he's, 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 he's making—he's making—he's got his crab sea legs. He's making. First of all, he's a hell of a leader on that team. Like, if you didn't know that the Tallahassee police—sorry about that—if you didn't know if the, that the Tallahassee police uh, basically it, covered up a sexual assault that that he put that made. aside. Put that aside. And which, yet, which on some but, level, that's relevant to what we want to talk about t- this week. I can't put it aside. So, as much as I want to sign off on Jameis Winston as being this amazing leader and and really a guy who walks around to everybody's locker in hard knocks and before the game is like, I got your back, I got your back, I got your back. He he is the perfect person that way. He's but saying to his players, I got your back, the way the Tallahassee police, police had and government my, had his back. Had my back. When, in a questionable sexual harassment so situation. we should be talking. sexual assault. We should be talking about how great the Patriots are going to be again this year. Tom Brady as a 40-year-old. Is he going to, can anyone beat the Pats? We should be talking about how great the Giants' defense is. They even got better from last year. And then we should be talking about other things like can Aaron Rodgers pull off a miracle? Does he have anything left in the tank? Big Ben's last year. This is all the things the NFL wants to be talking about right now. How good is Von Miller? They're saying he came into camp in even better shape. Could he be the best linebacker we've seen in a long time? There's a lot. There are a lot of storylines we should be talking about. But Todd Gurley, is he going to come back this year and have a bounce back year? All these things we should be talking about, but we're not. Because we're talking about two things right now. Two things in the NFL that came up in this past week that have basically forced the NFL's hands, and they have a mu- they have much bigger issues to tackle and problems to deal with than just figuring out who are going to be the best teams this year and why. We're talking about number one, Marshawn Lynch sitting during the national anthem, which he claimed 
was it's just what I do. It's Marshawn being Marshawn. And Which yet is, you now you look back, Randy, at some of the old footage he's always stood, or many times he stood. He's not doing what he always does. He's so, saying that he's been sitting for years during the National Anthem, or he's been in the trainer's room before even while the anthem's being played. Mainlining some, Skittles. We don't know. There was a picture of him sitting on a cooler eating what looked like a, a hoagie? No. I don't know. Banana, a hoagie, whatever. He was having a snack. And I'm surprised it wasn't Skittles. That's very off-brand for him. So maybe that's something to look in the read and the tea leaves. But he was he was sitting down, and this and Richard Sherman sat down, and Michael, Michael Bennett. Bennett sat down. So now they have essentially forced the NFL's hand. The NFL and NFL owners tried to make the whole Colin Kaepernick thing, which we talked about last week. They tried to marginalize Colin Kaepernick by saying as a he's player. not good. He's not good enough of a football player. Why? Jay Cutler's better than him? No fucking way. So he's not as good of a football player. That's what they were saying. They're like, nah, his skills aren't that good. He's not that accurate. Now you got players like Richard Sherman, who's one of the best corners in the in the uh, was, in the game. Was was I don't know. If Michael he's still Bennett, there. a beast on defense. Now suddenly you're talking about people. Marshawn Lynch, who, you know, made the comeback. He's obviously going to be a featured back for the uh, Oakland Raiders. for the Oakland Raiders uh, and maybe the Las Vegas, Las Vegas Raiders soon when they get there, Vegas soon to be Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders. So now you've got all these other guys doing what Kaepernick did. And standing with Kaepernick, standing with Ka- sitting with Kaepernick. Sitting with Kaepernick in sort of solidarity that, like, we're going to protest this way. And I guess after last weekend's ridiculous protests in Charlottesville where shit got violent and I don't think we could ever look at protests ever the same way ever again. Neo-Nazis standing up and our president not even standing up in the face of that to condemn them. Basically, essentially standing with the neo-Nazis. Floating a pass to white supremacists and neo-Nazis in this country. And I'm not doing this to get all political on the show. That's not what we're trying to do on this show. But I'll say that it's important here because suddenly Colin Kaepernick taking a knee during the national anthem, sitting down, isn't him driving his car into, into a bunch of fucking innocent people into the bleachers to make his point. Silent protest. So not such a big deal anymore. I think teams can probably handle a silent protest now. And so now the NFL has to be like, how do we feel about this? And teams have to say, well, look, if we're going to treat Kaepernick this way, why do you treat Kaepernick one way and Marshawn Lynch another way? So I love that like players are actually stepping up and, and forcing I think it's going to reach. I think, Randy, it may reach a tipping point to the point where – Pretty I much said everyone last is week, going to stand with him. Uh, exactly. And I said all the players. This is the league that is 70% African-American. Okay? Now, you know there are guys, like we mentioned last week, like Richie Incognito, who to me probably feels like a guy that would have been marching to keep the statue up. He seems like that type of a guy, to keep a Confederate statue up in the air. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. But that's the way he appears to me. OK, so maybe not. Maybe wouldn't. But I'm saying that, like, if if all the black players in the league took this stance, took the stance that maybe it's going to force the league to have to deal with this and say, what do we believe? And maybe people start treating Colin Kaepernick like a football player and he'll find a spot. Not that it's the only thing, but like his views won't be the thing that keeps him off Away. the field because they're he's not, not outlier. He's no longer an outlier. That's right. He's now part of he actually is. He actually instead of an outlier, he was a front runner. And a forebearer, and that's the way I've always felt him. The other story that has taken over, and it's crazy because there have been so many twists and turns. Even in the research of this, there have been twists and turns. Ezekiel Elliott, running back, rookie of the year, 1500, leader, leading rusher in the NFL last year, 1,500 yards, I yep. believe he yep. had around yep. there. Yep. For the Dallas Cowboys, a main reason for their success. Mm-hmm. Uh, some say the, ne- the second coming of Emmett Smith when you talk about the Dallas Cowboys. 
certainly the best running back Dallas has had for a long time. Mm-hmm. You've got he's now in a situation where he's 1,631 suspended. yards. Sorry, 1,631. 1,631 yards. In his rookie year, 15 touchdowns, 32 receptions. Here's a guy who now is going to have to sit out for six games this year because the NFL. We'll see. It's being it's Well, being that appealed. was the initial That was the initial uh, decision by the NFL. The NFL looked into the situation, allegations against against uh, Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott, Elliott that he, he committed acts of domestic violence against his now former girlfriend. And uh, the NFL... The NFL definitely fucked this up with Ray Rice. Ray Rice punches his wife... And at the time, fiance or wife at the time, and gets initially a two-game suspension. And there's video of that. Then the video footage came out, and they're like, oh, shit, we mishandled this. He's suspended indefinitely. I think it went from two to four and then indefinitely. And then indefinitely. So they definitely didn't handle it the right way, and they have had had problems dealing. Greg Hardy allegedly throws a girlfriend by her throat on a stack of guns. And she has a stack of guns. Stack of guns on the bed, throws her like on a there. weird way to organize your guns. Well, true. In a stack, in a pile? Pile of guns. So throws her on a stack of guns, and the NFL, you know, again, was slow Almost to react. the other way. But they were slow to react to this point. Well, now we've got another situation where this is really a situation at times of he said, she said, but both could be right in our opinion. So this woman took pictures uh, of the, you know, claimed he dragged her by the hair, took her by the throat, threatened to punch her. He decided not to when she started crying. That's her side of it. He's saying none of this is true. Uh, some, people, saying, some people are saying, why didn't you speak out more vocally to say this is not true? People who are innocent, in many cases, if you're innocent, you stand up and you yell at the I mean, to Bill Burr's point from last week, look at how vehemently Tom Brady said, I did not do anything wrong. And all of his supporters, Tom Brady's supporters, like Bill Burr, are like, he didn't do anything wrong. So they're when, all, he, when Ezekiel Elliott goes silent and he says, I'm just going to defer to my lawyer and let the NFL process happen, maybe— It's a choice. It's a choice to go that route. And maybe he's waiting for it all to shake out. Again, we should be talking about how are the Vikings going to do this year with potentially Teddy Bridgewater coming back. Instead, we're talking about this situation. Which is a weird situation because now you got reports coming out that this woman, through text messages, this is through the NFL investigation. In the NFL's investigation, she texted a friend saying, let's blackmail. The friend said, let's blackmail. And she's like, I'm all about it, bro, or something like that. And then she's a weird way to like to identify her female friend. But. Then she bought a website, ZekuElliottSexVideos.com, which I think should have been a dot org. Dot org. All right. And yet, so she's not doing great things for her character. Mm -mm. If this was a court of law, he has not been charged in a court of law. Mm -mm. But if this was a court of law, those would be the moments where a high paid lawyer on Ezekiel Elliott's side mm-hmm. would say she has cast a shadow of a doubt on the situation because we don't have footage, because we don't have perhaps DNA, we don't know yet. We don't have a lot of information that's damning towards Ezekiel Elliott. We don't have those things with this situation. It is her word versus his word at this point. The NFL seemingly has taken his, her side mm-hmm. and given him a six-game suspension. Because the NFL can't afford to take their player's side in this argument. Again. Again. You know, if there's a shred of doubt on the player's side, they almost have to err on the side. It's of- almost guilty until proven innocent in, in the NFL. And some people say, well, that's not fair. Well, I'll tell you something. The NFL is a business. Like it or not, they're not the government. They're not putting Ezekiel Elliott in jail. But if you work for somebody 
And if some woman in the office says he sexually harassed me, you got You have to investigate that claim and the, treat it like a legitimate claim. And and you never know. People get fired for those things. It's a business. I know. And and I guess the fear for people who are first of all there. Why would the league? This is what I'm saying about the league. Why would they go after Ezekiel Elliott, one of like the this? stars of the league? Okay, this guy was the rookie of the year. He had sixteen over sixteen hundred yards last year. He was literally America's the, team. The reason he and Dak Prescott, the reason and that offensive line, the reason that the Dallas Cowboys reemerged to prominence. And I got news to you: the Dallas Cowboys are America's team for a reason. Great marketing campaign in the '70s and the and the '80s to make them America's team. The Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, all American girls. The TV show Dallas. Yeah. The idea that like this is america right here and we had friends who were in new jersey who were dallas cowboy friends they should have been giants fans they were cowboys fans you have fans in carolina who but long before the panthers came there they're dallas cowboy fans friends of ours who are from all over the country are cowboys friends so why would you go after a team that has that big of a reach because if you take away ezekiel elliott their main weapon they may not they may go three and three in those first games where they could have gone four and two or five and one. Suddenly, the Giants, who are better in their division, Washington is a little bit better in their division. Philadelphia improved this year in their division. The Cowboys may not make the playoffs now because of this. If this six-game suspension holds up, so they are going at. They realize that they're going after themselves when they do this. So they must have some evidence enough that they feel like this is going to happen. Uh, we'll find out. We will see. The bottom but, The bottom line is we're dealing with the issues that the NFL wishes we weren't dealing with right now. They wish we could just sit and there say and say— And I'll say this about, about Ezekiel Elliott, and this is what we know from personally— Okay, here's what we know about him, okay? Punched a guy in a bar, allegedly. Knocked him out. There's video of him pulling a woman's shirt down and exposing her breasts on a float. Which, by the way, those two things, on a float, you're at Mardi Gras. If somebody's giving you the the look, you do it. But it doesn't give you the right to pull down someone's shirt. She wants to pull it down and show her. That's one thing. Okay? But if you pull it down, did he ask permission? I doubt it. Those two things combined with the fact that when we did rookie day with the NFL, okay, where the rookies get their uniforms for the first time and take their pictures for their rookie football cards for the first time. We were there at the Coliseum in L.A. We met, we met all, the, all rookies. the rookies. I'm telling you, these dudes were so cool. They were so sweet. They were so nice. Even Cardell Jones, who played quarterback at Ohio State, knew that we were from Michigan, gave us a bunch of shit, but was super cool and Joey super Bosa. nice. Joey Bosa was really cool at Ohio State. So it's not even an Ohio State-Michigan thing. Ezekiel Elliott in direct contrast to all of these dudes. And we even shared a story about how we knew a similar guy. His strength coach was our Our old history teacher, Coach Kenny. Really nice guy. And we even tried to connect with him that way. He he seemed like the most entitled person I've ever met in my entire life. That was before he had done anything. Before his season, that was amazing. So you can only imagine how his head was. He was a total dick to a lot of people, including us, but uh, other people as well, and just didn't act like these other kids who were amazing. And so to me, I put that together with the fact that he might have punched somebody out. Put that together with the fact that you see him on the video pulling this girl's shirt that to me seems like a guy who feels like I can do whatever I want and there are no consequences. Why? Because I'm Zeke. Even Urban Meyer even was his coach. said, I'm, I can't get in touch with him in an interview. He said, I can't get in touch with Zeke the way I used to. I'm worried about who's surrounding him right so now. So in this way, Jay and I say the NFL doesn't get it right a lot. A lot of the times they but really they, don't. And, and, and if this woman is telling the truth, then in this case, they got it right. They got it right. And we're willing to say, hey, if she's lying and if it's a chance to take him down a peg from someone who's trying to capitalize or blackmail him, then they didn't get it right. And they need to recorrect and they need to correct the situation. But if they got it right, 
kudos, NFL. You did something right. We're willing to say that right here. We're willing to pat the NFL on the back, which I know isn't a popular stance. There you go. Uh, guys, we're off and running. First segment, down the books. Coming up next, I'm so excited this guy is going to be here on this show. Literally one of the best dudes in sports today and one of our favorite players in the NBA, Blake Griffin, a, a twin brother, by the way, as yeah. well. He's got a twin brother. We'll talk to you about all that stuff and then later on the show, Javier Bardem. This is View from the Cheap Seats. Stay with us. Your whole being comes from greatness. Do remember. Hey, everybody, it's Elaine Welteroth, and I'm hosting a new podcast called Built to Last by American Express, where we will dive deep into the stories, history, and continued legacy of small businesses that shape American culture. Our debut season will focus on Black-owned small businesses that need our support now more than ever. In each episode, we feature the story of a Black business trailblazer that has inspired a modern Black-owned business. First up is Pinky Cole of Atlanta's food truck turned restaurant, Saleti Vegan. We'll also chat with Hanifa Muemba, the cutting edge designer behind the Hanifa 3D digital fashion show. Plus, we'll check in with Issa Rae, our modern day renaissance woman. We hope that it encourages all of our listeners to support these businesses as well as the black owned businesses in your own communities. Tune in for these amazing stories and others on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash Dell EMC. Hey guys, welcome back to View from the Cheap Seats. As we mentioned on the show, someone we've uh, we've stood in a, in an arena and rooted for, uh, and then stood at a bar at the Montreal Comedy Festival and hung out with and just gagged <laughs> around with. Uh, the fact that he can do both, he hosted a show at the Montreal, uh, Montreal Comedy, Comedy Festival. Festival. He's one of the funniest athletes out there. We said it. I think you should. Aside be. from Zadrunas Ilgauskas, because that dude is hysterical. Is he? No, I no, he's not. Oh, but I bet he is kind of funny. Blake Griffin is here. What's up, buddy? <laughs> What's up, guys? Thanks it's, for having me. Uh, Great to have do you. Do you like us a little bit more than most comedians because you are also a twin? I well, kind. of. I'm not really a twin. My brother just looks like my twin. <laughs> um, I like you guys. Yeah, because I, you know, I have a brother. You, you get guys it. are brothers. I get it. Your brother's around. He hangs out with you. Does he? <clears throat> does he rep you? What? Or no, does... no, no. He just like helps me with a lot of stuff. So I have like a AU program back home, like a youth program back yeah. home that he like kind of oversees and. Um, he you work takes, with your brother. Yeah, I work with my brother. So you get a chance Which to like hang with him. You get that. Exactly. You totally understand it. That's the best. Uh, and the fact that I think being a part of a professional sports team, it, there is a brotherhood there that yeah. that doesn't exist in other fields. It's not like a bunch of dentists who are in a doctor group together. <laughs> like, I got your back, bro. Yo, you, man. You'd be surprised how similar <laughs> basketball and dentistry <laughs> <laughs> hand in hand. Um, the dentistry field, yeah, the dentistry field in basketball, it's like totally. But okay, so I mean, you you do form a bond with these dudes, mm-hmm. which is crazy when guys then get traded. Absolutely. How I mean, it's it's sort of like you you're you're forced to be 
totally tight with these guys, go to the mat for these guys, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh yeah, now he's this gone. Guy, he's now, gone. He's, now you're playing against him. The sad thing is that now it doesn't even affect me anymore. I mean, if it's like a really close friend, it like it sucks, but it's like. This is part of the business. Yeah, my very first one, I remember being a rookie and walking into the locker room, and there was guys from the team, like uh, equipment managers from the team, literally throwing guys' stuff into In a, a box. Yeah. And, like, nameplate comes off. That's Oof. the last thing. That's and, like, so harsh. That's the last time you see them there. And it's, uh, it's a weird thing to get used to, but now I am, unfortunately. One time, like, a couple summers ago, one of my good friends, Spencer Hawes, who was with us, uh, he was at my house in the summer. We were just hanging out. We were actually outside throwing a football. And he's like, he pulls his phone. <laughs> I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> that's not a good. That's not a good thing to that's hear. That's not a good so, moment. Yeah, he goes inside, comes back out, and he's like, "Well, I just got traded to Charlotte." I was like, "Oh, Fuck. well, Jesus. all right." You know, just that's it. I mean, I guess the the lesson there is just don't have a cell phone. Yeah, yeah. don't yeah. have a cell just phone. Don't be reachable. I thought you were gonna say don't throw a football. <laughs> don't throw a football. Don't have a cell phone. Don't be reachable. Uh, that is fucked up. I mean, yeah. it's just crazy that that's because also like you don't know who you're gonna connect with more on the team because you aren't a traditional athlete in my mind although correct no, me if right, i'm correct right. me if i'm wrong like i feel like you have interests so far outside the the normal realm of what some athletes are that it's you have to be almost feel like you're an outsider like even amongst kobe, the league. kobe would not have been in a joe mandy comedy special <laughs> sketch probably not and also it's trying to explain to, to my teammates what just for laughs is yeah they don't get just, that it was just and then you use the but French meanwhile and, that is the apex of comedy festivals, the greatest comedian you, yeah. to be invited, yeah. essentially to be invited to the Just for Last Festival is basically like you—you you got an all-star. You're yeah. basically got an all-star. When I was there, I was telling people like they were like, "Why are you here?" And I was like, "Because <laughs> I love like, comedy." Well, like I was gonna come anyway, and then like yeah. I just—I they asked me to do this show, and I like for some reason said yes. But like just that question, I'm like, "Why are you here?" I was like, "I was gonna come anyway." Because you're in, in the in the Mandy yeah. special, which I'm gonna recommend to all of our friends so to to watch so and everybody who's everybody who's listening to this podcast go watch it N- number one because our friends ken druckerman and uh left right left right who did the uh finding the funny pi- pilot that we did for the travel channel and united stats of america they produced it number two joe mandy a butt of ours who's such a funny comedian was great and then you're seen <laughs> i don't want to give anything away but you're seen in there you sold it in, in such a great acting way dude have you I taken acting lessons or no, no? No, I never have. I never have. I, I just, love uh, it. Your but instincts because are great. I think it's because very few athletes are willing to play low status in anything. Yeah, that, and that's my favorite thing to do. Like, right. The awkward, weird, like, why is he here? Why is he in this situation? <laughs> yeah. is like right at my wheelhouse. But my... you also play, even in, like, the Kia commercials and stuff, which are outrageous and fun, you can play like the, hey, I'm crazy, and it doesn't matter what's happening. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, the, it, took, it, t- it took some time to get, <laughs> to get there. I remember to my place. very first commercial ever was, like, a Subway commercial. I'm reading, like, off a teleprompter. Right. You and Apollo like, and Tano. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, ready in action, and I'm like, uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, okay, Blake, maybe just try to have fun with it. And like from this to this day, like I that the words just have fun with it just make me cringe. I know, I know. because they're like well, that, you, basically that's the way of saying don't do it shitty. Yeah. Don't do, do what you're doing right now. Want you to do just fucking change. Which again, to me, I think most people who maybe have never had a chance to hang out with you or talk to you. Like, watch you as an athlete on the court. And, again, we're, like, Clippers fans. So, like, we'll go to a Clippers We've been Clippers game. fans, and here's why we're Clippers fans. 
that was the ticket we could afford in 2002. <laughs> we couldn't afford Laker tickets because Shaq and Kobe were right. it was, it was out here. Understandably yeah. so. Like, if you don't have a ton of money, you come out here and you're like, yeah. go to the Clippers game. And you still get to see all the other teams. You got to see all the other teams. We got to see everyone come in and play. And yeah. see some great players. Like, and the years. root for the underdog, which were the Clippers in town. Yeah. And it was fun. You got to see the back of Billy Crystal's head. And you were psyched, right? <laughs> and then... You know, all of a sudden we get good. We get you guys, you and Chris Paul, and all of a sudden the team starts to change. And they're but like, I'm like watching you- on the court just dunk on somebody and then just stare through them. Like, first of all, how fun is that? Like, again, I feel like you could be, like, one of our comedy friends who's like, oh, yeah, guys, I, I got to go. I can't be at the improv tonight. Why? Because I'm about to dunk on some fools. That's a good feeling. Come on. It is. It is. It's. Uh, Do you have to go into a character mode because you seem again like a like a sweeter person? That like what flips on? I don't know. I, it's just always been like that. People. I. The best way of describing me is like it's just two different people on on in, on the court and off the court. Like I. I just like. It started somewhere when I was younger. I played for my dad. My dad's like mm-hmm. a very. He was like a very serious. Um. You know, strict mm-hmm. coach, and and I just kind of like took on that that basketball. That's just how I play, and it's not like a conscious thing I do. It's just it just happens. It's weird. I just love how like who do you oh, our buddy Dan Van Kirk who does other podcast with us when Damian Lillard hit a shot to win a playoff game. I think it was not even against you. I forgot who it was against. Remember he hit that last Houston. second shot against Houston, Houston. Yeah. And he just kind of walked around like a disapproving father. <laughs> he said he just looked around at the crowd like someone just left his best pair of shoes outside when it rained. <laughs> and it's like, to me, there is something so fun in that. Like, guys are yeah. jumping all over you, and you're just, just like stone. deadpan, stone face, yeah. looking right through it. In a, in a sense, there's got to be a little bit inside of you, which is like, this is so fun is what you're doing. The adrenaline, pro- like, when it's happening, yeah, it's, 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 the adrenaline is insane. It's almost just as fun to go watch that. Like clip again, right, again, you know I mean? because like, you're like, I can't believe I just did. So, that. so okay. So I'm going to ask a technical question. Mm-hmm. You're on a breakaway or whatever. You're or the ball's coming to you, and mm-hmm. you know you're going to dunk. Mm-hmm. Are you deciding what you're going to do as you rise up, or are you like, I know I got to get. I have Is this it like much improv. Room. You just feel like, yeah, all right, this you just kind of feel it out, like how I caught the ball. Like, did, did it come in like fast, and I had to like just kind of like put it. It's a it's a you just you just go with it like it's like a, it's hard to describe like unless you it's like a true breakaway like couple dribbles it's like okay I'm here's no, what I can think do about three sixty yeah, there's no yeah. one on me I can do a three sixty yeah. at this point and but then at that point you're also like please don't mess up because then that's like it that can becomes be, a thing it's just such a high risk like <laughs> like yeah. no reward, reward. Like, yeah like, it, it's just, the reward <laughs> is that it's two points <laughs> and everyone's that's, like oh that was cool and that, if you miss it's like oh, oh my god the most clip. frustrating thing is when a guy goes to the hole and then dunks it like like the russian basketball team in 1972 just yeah. two hands just, to drops it, it straight down I'm, in with no authority whatsoever. I have done that a couple times. <laughs> yeah. You guys have been at games like, oh, yeah. this, this oh come asshole. on, man. We paid for so much more. Well, do you do you have a dunk already in place for Lonzo Ball? Uh and oh, not man. because and not just because of his dad, but mostly because of his dad. <laughs> um Do you like feel those, for that kid a little bit? Yeah. 100%, why? And explain 100%. why. Uh your dad was your coach. You just described yeah. it. He he didn't have to do what 
is happening. You know right what now. it is though, man. It's like, do you, do you know how many parents would take that opportunity to do that? I feel like a lot more than people would. Certainly, a lot great. of parents who, of kids who are spectacular athletes. Yes, that's what you're saying. Yes. Like you've been oh, yeah, around I'm sorry, that. Not just like regular, no. regular parents. <laughs> Every parent. My would kid do that. is There's a spelling bee dad in <laughs> Omaha. He's but talking like, so much shit. Shinderman Ender. The crazy thing about it is, like, it started with like a sports dinner interview or like sport, like whatever. Uh, whatever show you want to watch and then it like okay like now he's a thing and then like everybody keeps like bringing him on and then the debate come becomes oh is lavar ball too much and it's like you guys were the ones that created this monster right like, you kept on feeding what yeah, was there because you guys needed the ratings and now you still need the ratings so now you're going to talk about whatever's pot it's like and it's also another thing that he gets but it, it, there's always a moment where i'm like you're flying too close to the sun here yeah. man like when he got the female referee eject like got lifted from the thing i was and like he walked his yeah. team. Walked yeah. his team. Well, but, yeah. but, but, okay, the female ref, like, that's where you have to say, yeah. like, okay, maybe you are so big you need, like, a marketing person to help you navigate through this mm-hmm. shit because there's no reason why he should have been talking afterwards going, like, she just doesn't have the fitness. You know, right. like, women just, I don't know, like, black people's butts are way higher than white people. <laughs> like, whoa, hey, 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 slow down. You are black. You are still, black. You can't say like, that. You just don't say it. But, I mean, it was like he just kept on digging a hole yeah. for himself. And I'm like, okay, but you're already at this place where it's going to get played on Sports Center. It's going to get played everywhere. You have to have some awareness. Like, I don't right. care if you go on WrestleMania. That's funny. Like yeah. that is what it is. You but your kid, your poor kid, who's just coming in the league, coming in the league is hard. Yeah, and from what like everybody that I've talked to has said that he's like super nice kid, Sweet super guy. respectful. Like right. obviously he's a great player. So it's it, but it, he seems to not mind. Or maybe I don't think I mean, he can what stop can you it. Say? Right, what can he you can't say? stop his yeah. dad. So, but is there is there an unspoken thing around the league of like I'm going to posterize this bitch? I'm going to just destroy him. I mean, he definitely has come in with a tar. It's different for me, just not even matching up with him. You know, right, you'll game, never. But you have to think that like a backup point guard for every single team when he gets in and and wants uh, to break Lonzo's his ankles. Still in. Like he, yeah, he's, this yeah. is a chance. You know, it's your what chance mean? to cross and, Sean Livingston. This is your chance to cross him. Over. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? This is your right. chance to just do some damage. Yeah. So I mean. You know, it, it, I think he's. I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to be a great player. But his dad definitely has put a a bigger target on his back than him already being the number uh, two pick or yeah, number two pick. Two, yeah, number, number two, two pick. pick. Yeah, no one even like Markel Fultz is like just sitting right. up there in Boston, going like, "Thank God, yeah. thank God." I'm just, yeah. I'm so, I'm the most under the radar yeah. number one pick that I can remember. Yeah. He's like, who's talking about him? No, he kind of hurt himself a little bit in one of the. And the thing is, too, he's coming like. In Philly, like they had the previous number one pick, and he didn't play last year. I know. You know what I mean? So, like, so uh, yeah, I know. Is he or is he in Boston? No, he's in Philly. He's in Philly. But, That's yeah. right. He's in Philly. He was supposed to be. Supposed, supposed to be. To be yeah. yeah. So he's now he's in Philly. Yeah. Made that trade. I mean, okay, that team seems exciting. I mean, you're looking at how teams yeah. are like that team seems exciting. Minnesota seems like they're exciting. Like, is there? You know, look. What's crazy to me is the the whole Kyrie of it. Uh, do you get to sit back and just kind of watch the whole Kyrie thing happening out there? And you're like, how fucking dysfunctional is this? It's amazing. He he kind of did the right thing in talking. It's like, it's like the when owner. the cops get called into a domestic dispute. The cops should never come <laughs> right. into a fight well, you between you and your mom. Should be able to handle mom. it. Right. So we should never be hearing what right. these things. Or am I wrong? I don't know. No, I, I just don't know where it, where does it leak from. Right. Where did it really leak from? I, I I'll tell you this. When I like, whenever I've been going through, like when I was going through free agency, mm-hmm. if I saw twenty things on the internet mm-hmm. about me, yeah, eighteen of them were wrong. Right. 
completely. So completely where does that wrong. come from? Just I don't know. People it speculating. The thing no. is, it doesn't matter anymore right, because right. you just get it out there, and if it's wrong, oh, like sources, mm-hmm. right? You know, so I I just don't know. Like even like people always ask me my opinion. Like, oh, what do you think so and so is going to do? I'm like, I have no, no idea. idea, no clue. But I'm thinking. But okay, from a basketball sense, and you're with that team. If he stays with that team and actually plays hard with that team with LeBron this year, they're one, two, three in that. In the, they're in the top three. Okay, right. I mean, I'll say like they have a real chance to go back to the finals. Yeah, legit because LeBron. Yes, but they're not a favorite to win. Not at not all. a favorite to win the finals. Yeah, to win the finals. They're all right, a favorite to win the East probably still. Yeah, probably, probably. Although Boston is looking pretty good. I Boston mean, they got made... better. You just never know. I mean, it, like, that's the thing. Like losing Avery Bradley in Boston, adding Gordon Hayward. You know, what is that going to do? What is, is it just combine that with okay? Now Jay Crowder's not going to play as much because they have Gordon Hayward. Now they want to play the young kid uh, Tatum. 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 Yeah, Jason Tatum. Tatum. Yeah. So uh, I don't. Like, I'm not. They're going to be good. Obviously, I'm not saying. And they got Jason Statham too. They got yeah. Jason Tatum and Jason Statham. <laughs> they got both of them. So bald headed, five foot six. If anyone British needs to creep here. up on someone with a gun <laughs> and then take us out at the rim the with a high <laughs> kick to the rim, I mean. <laughs> The NBA is like doing this new enforcer thing, like hockey, and <laughs> Boston got Jason Statham. That's <laughs> Checking in right now, Jason Statham to take a shot at somebody. Uh, but yeah, so so they're He's all playing built- shooting guard. Literally, he is a shooting guard. He's going to shoot something. Uh, but that is so okay. So I look at the West, and I think most people are fans of the NBA, mm-hmm. and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. I, I, all, there almost needs to be league realignment. Like, I, you might yeah. need to like move some teams around because the West is so ridiculously stacked. Do you look at that and you're like, "Holy shit, man!" I mean, the Golden State Warriors, if they stay healthy, that is mm-hmm. just well, how are we gonna defeat this? Or do you say to yourself, "Fuck it, let's just go out there and do what we do"? Yeah, it's more so like just go do what we do. Right. I, like when you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. Injuries, um, yeah, whatever. I, and, and they're like a very good team. And even when KD went down, the you know towards the end of the regular season, they were still they, still I mean, winning. They won, I mean, they lost, lost like one, one game. Sc- I know. I was like, all right, well, okay, <laughs> maybe maybe another <laughs> injury. But, See, you guys are slipping. Yeah. Like, um, so it's, it's not really like, a, oh, how are we going to do this? Like, you just go out and play. Like, I, I, I don't. I've never been a believer in like. Like being intimidated by right. a team. So like I think not. what's amazing, and I guess people just don't understand this, because fan bases are so neurotic. Yeah. Okay, as fans of sports and teams, you're like, Mom, what we, we got to play there, and it's in on their right, home court, right. and this and that. I think athletes go in. We're just gonna go do the thing I've been doing for. I gotta years. be confident right. in me. We can yeah. beat this team. Yeah. We can be. We've beaten them before. You know, I mean. You don't see a lot of eight seeds being one, beaten one seeds. No, okay, I mean, when Golden State yeah. with Baron Davis did it that one year, that was insane. Dallas? The perfect storm. Dallas, yeah, Dallas Golden State, Dallas. the Believe Series. It was in in best of seven series. It obviously favors the team who is your is weaknesses better. get exposed. Yeah. In the, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why like people love the NCAA tournament because one, one and done. Sudden, sudden death. Like it's 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 exciting. Like anything can happen. Literally anything can happen. So. Except for when we, as Michigan fans, when Michigan played Oklahoma oh, yes. against you, and they just they just kept feeding it into you, and you were on like what looked like to me a f- like a step stool, Tom Cruise, like a five foot two guy. <laughs> like, why are we trying to like why put is an the elbow in your manager trying to check put an elbow in his ass? We had uh, no shit. Time ago, that's a good callback, right? There. Uh, it was a good callback. I remember it. I remember just being so frustrated. I'm like, well, this isn't fair. This just doesn't feel like. This doesn't feel like. What was the NCAA tournament for you? I mean, you played in the NBA playoffs. NCAA tournament. What was the farthest you guys went? We went to that year. We went to the. We lost to North Carolina, and they ended up winning. I mean, how compared 
can you remember back? Because there's oh, yeah. a lot of things that I don't even remember oh, yeah. that. But like, how was that run? Because if you make it to the Elite Eight, you made it through two weekends of the stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You made yeah. it through that next week, including yeah. a, get the Sweet 16 game at the beginning of that weekend. Yeah. That's just an insane tournament. It was, well, I, we, I think we lost in the second round my first year, my freshman year, and then came back and then like kind of ran through the first three games. Like mm-hmm. we played, um, I can't remember first round, second round Michigan, third round uh, Syracuse. Mm-hmm. And like it was just such a like unbelievable like feeling and run, and then it just comes to an end. Like it's yeah, it's crazy. You're like, oh god, this that's the one only and done. yeah, yeah. sixty. But like that, teams the NCAA mad. tournament has to be like one of the best sporting events, I guess you could say, in in all of sports. I mean, to me. the best time of the year. Like yeah. so, Duke gets this recruit. They just got this guy, the number that's one right. recruit. Like I want to call him Ed Bagley Jr., but he's like that's Bagley the third. My I can't remember his first name, but like everybody, I think his name is the Legend of Bagger Pants. Yes, I think that actually Ooh. is his name. The he, third, it, the third. He and they're like, okay, now nobody's going to beat Duke. But like you just said, that's not true. Right. I mean, there was anybody can beat anybody on any given day in that right. one thing. But a seven game series like the NBA throws out at you. Did you watch the uh, Boston uh, Lakers thirty oh, for yeah, thirty? Yeah. yeah. What did you think about that? I thought it was awesome. Isn't that crazy? I thought it was awesome. But I love anything and everything old school basketball. So. You love all that? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. So how great was it? And tell me, do guys do this today? I guess we just don't see it. But like when and in this the garden, the when the Lakers won in the garden. Lakers won in the garden and they hadn't done it in a long time. Mm-hmm. And McHale and Bird and those guys came in the locker room to like cheers. They were oh. celebrating. How fucking cool was that? That 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 blew my mind. I I never even heard that story. Like most of the stuff in that, I you hear the stories, you know, because like coaches and all mm-hmm. that. Everybody mm-hmm. just uh, stories over and over. Like mm-hmm. that was that was insane. I, I was like, he's sh- walking in on their celebration. Yeah, I'm like, are they gonna fight? What is <laughs> happening here? Because in then, the NBA, in that in those years, just dudes would yeah. square off and just start fighting. It was like the that. That is just insane. Uh, consider the Rambus of it all. Yeah. <laughs> consider it like the the angle that was taken on Rambus. I think it's so cool that like those guys back then really hated each other and like on the court they really mm-hmm. hate each other and then you see something like that and then today's NBA it like seems like no one hates each other and then like <laughs> so you it, wouldn't do that. Yeah. But, you know but I mean? okay, so Except here's for my question: Agent about this. Zero and Javaris Green. True. Uh, <laughs> just don't play cards. Just don't play cards. Can you imagine that know. happening in your locker room? Like just I, some playing guard. I hope not. I heard the story firsthand. I had Randy Foy played with them there, mm-hmm. and also Karan Butler. Karan right. Butler famously, not famously, but semi-famously, talked about in his book. Yeah, yeah. And the story changed a lot. <laughs> Did it? <laughs> for the for why you I got a bigger story, version yeah. of it? <laughs> he had two uh, throwing stars that he threw in and he <laughs> his shirt against the wall. What? Uh, no, but this is okay. So this is something that that I think I wonder if it's changing the way kids deal with team. Mm-hmm. All right. You got AAU, yes. the AAU circuit. We know about it. So now the high school team that you play for kind of matters, but you probably are picking up stars on your on your rivals and scout ratings by performing well in the AAU leagues 100%. against the best of the best of the best. So uh, if you have an okay high school season, who cares? Care, it matters a little. Now you're in the AAU thing. Now you're playing with guys from rival teams, the best right. from your area. So now that rivalry is kind of out a little bit. Right. Then you get to college and you're – you see a bunch of guys that you've played against and you've played with, and so you can't really hate that guy because you spent a summer hanging with him. Right. So you're not in college long enough to build that heated rivalry. Right. Yeah, like they're, they're, go watch footage of Ewing as this 22 year old senior. He's a man. It's yeah. like insane from the Big East, yeah. and he hated 
Chris Mullen. Like, they hated each other at St. John's yeah. and Georgetown. That was four years of hate that just build up. And then, so you're not there long enough. And then you get in the league. And then guys who you love are now on the other team. And guys who you hated are now part of your team. Mm-hmm. And there's just no, the, that, like, civic pride and team rivalry isn't there. Yeah, I think you're completely right. I think the AU thing is huge because kids are all they're mixing teams. Kids are flying like from like Oklahoma to California to play on a team, mm-hmm. and you're not supposed to do that. But somehow there's a way around it. Yeah. Like the the all the camps that you go to, like the Nike camp, the all these the different things, like, and all those things. Yeah, guys are rooming together from with got you know what I mean. And it's all like the top 50 kids in the nation. So right. like they're like a. 75% of them are going to make it to the league. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, now it's like kids with like phones and social media, they're following each other, they're keeping up with each other. Like even when I was in high school like my early years, like you saw each other at like I didn't have a cell phone until I was I think like 16 or 17. Till last year. <laughs> you just got a cell phone. I it's just great. Got... It's really it's amazing. It's a Nokia Pebble. I it's not even an iPhone. The it's fact still that the you T9 put that... text. It's crazy. <laughs> Um, the T-Mobile sidekick. <laughs> yeah, it swings keyboard. out. There's a keyboard, oh, slides out, and comes if down. If you could do it with one hand, you were just so cool. You couldn't. I, I had to take both hands out and slide. <laughs> and your uh, hands are big. It's like trying to get on those little fucking I did it like a rotary keys. phone. It was, it was embarrassing. You have a cell rotary. Yeah. Uh, but no, kids but, can keep up with each other. That's right. You know and I mean? follow each. But following each other is, again, that is something that is a deeply – like – when LeBron and Kyrie didn't follow each other, or unfollowed, yeah, yeah. what a humongous thing was that! Yeah. You kind Ooh, of he's not like, following him on Instagram anymore. <laughs> so how are they going to play defense? <laughs> you know I mean? Well, now how are they going? <laughs> yeah. no and you're like, well, Kyrie wasn't playing defense before, so uh, <laughs> nothing's going to change. No comment. No, no, comment. Comment. Uh, no, but I mean that is so. When I hear those stories of like LeBron wanting to maybe potentially come out here to LA, so when you signed your deal and you were like going to be in LA, mm-hmm. knowing you and knowing. Hearing stories from, like, Neil Brennan, who came on our podcast, mm. long before we ever met you, and he was like, I, I'm telling you, Blake Griffin is one of the funniest dudes I, I know. And I did a show with Chappelle. I created a show with Chappelle. <laughs> I'll run sketches that I have just by him to be like, do you think this is funny? Or I'll run ideas is by him. Is that true, or was he just blown? No, he has, he has sent me a lot of stuff. He, he, like, he helped me out early on. Like just He would send me stuff and be like, hey, like give me some stuff so i would like try to like punch it up and that's amazing I, I remember the first time just being like okay cool i, I don't know what i'm doing yeah on your know. t-mobile sidekick <laughs> uh no but i mean that is that's amazing because he in our opinion is one of the best stand-ups one of the yeah. best comedy minds out there created yeah. one of the greatest sketch shows of all time mm-hmm. and one of the best broad the broadway show the three mics concept is ridiculous what an unbelievably and it just shows you how brilliant he is he's a great yeah. director yeah. you know who doesn't get the credit he deserves as a director he's Okay, so for him to say this is a, a really funny guy. So, okay, so was that? So I understood when you were like, I want to stay here. I want to stay here. And also, mm-hmm. like, you were part of a, a team that's a winning team. I was like, yeah, that makes sense because I could see you, like we said, we think you should host the ESPYs. How do we make that happen? And we'll write for you. Start the campaign going. Let's do it right now. Uh, that has Blake to happen. Blake for the ESPYs. I'm not kidding. Going? Hashtag Would you do it if they asked? Yeah, absolutely. Dude, you, you would be totally so fucking absolutely. good. Absolutely. So we'll write for you if you do it. All if right, you get great. it, I have to, You have, have to, have to, have to. But I also think, like, you're. this is your area. Like, once basketball is over, you will exist in this world in, in many ways. Like, be it as an – again, watching on the Joe Mandy thing as an actor – as just a creative person out here, you can be creating your own stuff, which I know you're doing as well right now. But like, this is where you need to be because you can have have that outlet served. Yeah, and that was like that was. I'll be honest, that was like 
kind of a small part of it. It's got to it, be it, just it, at least an outside factor. Yeah, like an outside factor. I would say like just like being drafted here and watching, literally watching where the franchise was it, till now is just such an insane like. And I'm not even, I'm not trying to take credit for this. It was like so many people that just like you know everything fell in line. Like everything we drafted some good guys. Uh, CP came, Doc came. Uh, the Sterling thing happened. Bomber came. You know what yep. I mean? It's like all yeah. these things. That's yeah. like, oh, like when you look back, it's like a lot of things had to happen for this to to happen. And, so and you bring up the Sterling thing. That is a massive thing again because we talked at the top of the show about how the NFL is now dealing with. Well, like, let me say one thing mm-hmm. before the Sterling thing. This is how much I know the Clippers. Have, this has essentially become the Clippers down. My son, eight years old, mm-hmm. four years ago when he was four, he started playing like junior laker basketball at at the ymca yeah he's now playing junior clippers basketball love it it's switched it is flipped that is what it is So in the lexicon it's like what are you doing i'm doing junior Junior clippers Clippers and they just know that's it but look i think the lakers are on the rise too and that's only going to be good for the city and it's going to be good for the rivalry and it's i think it's good for the sport what were you going to say about donald sterling what i was going to say is that you know we're talking about the we talked about the nfl at the top of the show before Mm. you came here just about how marshawn lynch richard sherman Mm. All those dudes basically, in my opinion, stepped to the NFL and said, okay, to all the owners and everybody. And they were like, all right, now you can't say, you can't lie and say Colin Kaepernick isn't good enough because we're all sitting down or we're all taking a knee or we're all kneeling. Like now you actually have to confront this that you can't lie about it anymore. Whereas the NBA, an entire team will put on like an Eric Garner I can't breathe t-shirt yeah. to warm up and I'm like it's amazing that the NBA the NBA is like oh yeah Charlotte you're going to have this weird bathroom yeah. rule guess what we're not going to have our all-star game there to me it's like again you wish the NFL would take yeah. a page no, out of the NBA's but NBA feels so much more progressive why is that why is the NBA able to do that I think that the thing that the NBA has done is they have they have understood and made it about the players you know, football is very much like uh, the owners for, and the coaches, it, and yeah, the owners exception, sure. right? But yeah. football is just traditionally, it's like the sport. Like everybody does their job. You're you got your helmet on. You got you go to work. Like you do this. Basketball, they've they've created like they've created storylines, like mm-hmm. LeBron villain in, <clears throat> yeah. in 2009 or, yeah, or yeah. 2010. The KD villain, the the rise of the war. Like they create and like love these storylines. And it like makes sense for the league. It helps fans to to connect, and and I think they they cherish guys giving like showing their individualism and and showing like they their don't try and squash things. that shit. Down. No, I think they I think they and it's smart. I mean, it I'm, is I'm so like smart. proud to be a part of a league that is progressive in like you know the Charlotte thing or 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 the, the um, even like the players like holding their hands up. You yeah. know, after the Michael Brown thing, and yeah. again, there are people who disagree with that. Right. You know, and. But. Listen, we call those people racist yeah. <laughs> or his base. Uh, no, but I mean, someone said that Jalen Rose said this when you're talking about like KD's move to uh, Golden, State. Golden State, you know, and, and, and uh, just take the championship factor aside. OK, he won to win a championship. Right. OK, but like the idea that he was in Oklahoma City post and we've talked about this on the podcast, but it's interesting to me and I want to get your thought about it. But. Post the tornado that ripped through and caught, and he, mm. Katie gave a million dollars of his own money to help, you know. And he's standing there, and Obama comes on the uh, on the jumbotron to say, "Hey, listen, we're for you," and you know, with, yeah. and like everybody booed. He's in an audience, and for KD, probably was like, "That's my guy." Right. I'm in the city where everybody. Okay, if you're in Oakland, 
Oakland's cheering for that guy. Absolutely. So in his brain, he's saying to himself, okay, maybe I'm a young dude. I definitely want to win a championship. Maybe I just need to get to a place where I feel a little more comfortable. And I'm not saying he didn't feel comfortable in, in Oklahoma City, but I'm like, he needed to be around people of like mind where I think that probably hurt in some way. Like you said, it probably wasn't like you said before about the idea of being here and being able to do entertainment. It's not the number one factor, but it right. probably meant something. No, I think it definitely did. I mean, listen, I grew up in Oklahoma, so. Yeah. Like I, you know, I get it, and, and I've literally lived in Oklahoma and L.A. like two places that could not be farther yeah, apart. So I, I totally get, the, and I actually didn't really like think about it in those terms as much. Um, Jalen said it, so it's not even yeah. me, but I'm like, I'm well, the thanks, Jalen. Thanks, Jalen. No, it was a good point. <laughs> hey, former Michigan <laughs> five five. Oh God, here we go. <laughs> 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 always find a way to get back. I in know, there. man. Is Juwan Howard still in the league? Yeah, uh, no. no. 49 years in the He's, league. Uh, he just signed another 10-year, $100 million contract. <laughs> Remember when he signed the 10-year, $100 million yeah. contract? Juwan Howard was in the league. Biggest design. contract. He was in the league so long, like, his teams changed uniforms, like, five times. Yeah. Like, there was a brand. Like, it used he to be was, in the no, I don't like, want to say it was in the league. His original jersey came back in his last years as a throwback. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say Juwan Howard has been around for a long time, but he played on the Bullets. How crazy is that? They were the Washington Bullets. That's amazing. That's that is how how would that go over today? Uh, not good. Not so good. I, but it is amazing that the NBA has kind of moved to no. to sort of that that place. But okay, so if you're in the wet, so you're Le- LeBron, you're going to be a free agent next year. He want there is so much talk about it. He's going to come to the Lakers. He's gonna, what if he's like, I want to come to the Clippers? How no, fucking I mean, crazy would that be? It'd be insane. I, I don't see it happening, but it'd be insane. Obviously, every team would welcome him. I, but I, why I not? Think- why do you see Lakers and not here? Because they have more of the cap space and the ability to make that sort of a move and the more youth or what? Honestly, I don't see him coming to L.A., period. Really? Yeah. Why? I mean, listen, again, like we said no, 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 but I, I have no idea. No, 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 but you, but you, let's take this as the letter of the law. <laughs> Continue what you were okay. saying. Print it. Print it. <laughs> mark it down. Click send on the sidekick. I think something is brewing with him and his his group of guys. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen, but I think something's brewing and I think they're going to try to make that work. He's going to join Master P's co-ed global <laughs> league. He's gonna, he's Who gonna out there has been league. saying, you know what? We need more co-ed there basketball. There needs to be more co-ed basketball. All right, I need to see Lisa Leslie yeah. get dunked on <laughs> by Charles Oakley. Uh, <laughs> Charles I Oakley. Need, Char- I need to see Shamiko Holtzclaw <laughs> Choke <laughs> Derek Fisher. No, Chamiga Holdsclaw needs to choke Latrell Sprewell. Sprewell on Latrell Sprewell's yacht, which he bought. In, Why do you buy a yacht in, in Milwaukee? Milwaukee. I'll I never understand it. Go there. But okay, know. so you don't think, all right, so fine. You don't think he's going to come here. But to me, I'm like, why would you go to the West anyway? It is right. so ridiculous. Right. So you're now making it to the finals every year. I could see him going to New York before L.A. Wow. Oof. What if Kyrie crazy. goes to New York and then he goes to New York? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, oh, I'm trying to get away from here, here. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. I mean, okay, I understand wanting to be a part of the Knicks if you have, again, if you're a fan of, like, the old school basketball. And we, yeah. you know, those Knicks teams of the late 90s were fun, dude. Yeah. The LJ, yeah. Marcus, Camby, Camby, Houston. I think those, I weigh more than Camby weighed when he was yeah. Those teams, yeah, the... The four-point shot, those, the shot of the arena on the four-point shot. I mean, it's just, you understand why that is as great as it is. You play, I mean, you you see a game there. I still think, I just, like, when you go to the Garden, it's, like, just a completely different feeling. Like, the energy is just, it just seems like there's just a continual buzz. 
really? the entire game. Even when they were this even bad? Even when they're bad. Uh, they- not as much so like when they were really, really bad. But even like last year when you go play them, it's like it, it's still there. It's a different feeling. It's like darker in there. Yeah. What I really? love about it is you walk out of the garden and then you're just in the city. Like in every yeah. other yeah. city, although the Stable Center is getting better. Like Same I think about downtown, downtown is actually true. way cooler. But like it's one of those things where like you know when a Clippers game is going on downtown because you see all people right. walking around. Like you get out of the garden and you're just like, I'm in Midtown. Yeah. If I took yeah. a subway like three stops, no one would know that a yeah. basketball game just exactly. went on at all. And I'm in the village and I'm hanging out. Like there, there's a really – you go to a comedy show after your game right. if right. you wanted to. It's one of those things that it feels like there's, there's great energy. I could talk to him forever. Let's take a fucking break. I yes. can't believe we have to take a break. I'm dropping a little uh, old Barrington Levy. Yes. Yeah? Come on. Uh, Blake Griffin is here, and he's going to come back another time. We're going to get you back another time with him, but we have uh, quick hits to do with him. And then uh, Javier Bardem. So stay with us. <laughs> View from the cheap seats. Blake Griffin is here. We'll be right back. Support for this podcast comes from WGU. Do you want a more skilled and effective workforce? Do you want to build loyalty and increase employee retention? A partnership with Western Governors University could be exactly what you need. Over 300 organizations nationwide already count on WGU for valuable education benefits that lead to better prepared and more capable workers. With more than 60 accredited bachelor's and master's programs to choose from and shorter credential programs coming soon, WGU has long been a leader in making quality higher education more accessible. Flexible online learning is the key. Students can fit schooling around their existing schedules and even complete courses and degrees sooner than planned. WGU makes earning a respected degree possible with just a computer and an internet connection. Partner with WGU today to make a smart investment in your company's and employees' future. Learn more at wgu.edu slash partnerships. That's wgu.edu slash partnerships. Introducing the new Verizon Business Unlimited plans. Now you can pick a plan for as low as $30 a month per line with AutoPay. Get 5G nationwide, plus massive data capacity, plus spam blocking features. And with Verizon Business Unlimited, you can mix and match the right plans for your business so you get more of what you need and none of what you don't. From Verizon, the network businesses rely on. 5G nationwide available in 1,800 plus cities on most VZ 5G devices. Monthly per line pricing with 5 plus lines on Biz Unlimited Start. Device payment, smartphone purchase. Auto pay and paper free billing required. Terms apply. All right, welcome back to uh, View from the Cheap Seats. If you don't follow Blake Griffin, he's a great follow on social media. Uh, on your Blake Griffin 32 on uh, mm-hmm. Blake Griffin 32 on Twitter. Same on Instagram. Same on Insta. I don't Insta much. I don't tweet as much anymore. But I every now and then. What I is it? Just because you're like, I don't want to get caught. I don't want to get nailed yeah, for something. I Shit just, gets taken out of context so much, so quickly. There's gonna be so much it. stuff that is clipped off this. Because you're show. also funny in a way that athletes aren't given credit for being funny, and people can't read into. Oh, no. oh he's being I, funny I, about this. There was a tweet the other day where uh, Houston's GM like said something about oh like maybe we should get rid of the postseason awards, you know, and like he uh, somebody had said like oh he's bitter because James mm-hmm. Harden didn't win, mm-hmm. and I was like yeah no but we, now that you think about it like championships are stupid too like I don't think we should do it like uh, participation <laughs> trophies for everyone and literally seventy five percent of the people did not get that I was they thought joking. that you were they're like they wait a minute participation trophies are terrible Blake I don't think yeah exactly thought I was dead get... serious it Jesus blew my mind you're like oh shit I should have used a sarcastic font yeah. I did not use a sarcastic font you gotta have it uh, well I love when there is this sort of athlete like athlete 
Is it owner beef? Who is who it is, is with he? a writer? So this guy Phil Kessel, who played okay, so he played for Toronto Maple Leafs, which you know is an organization like Toronto. Shouldn't it be the Maple Leaves? I don't oh. know. Like yeah. Yeah, Leafs. plural Leafs. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just is it Fisherman's Wharfs or Fisherman's <laughs> Wharves? Fisherman Wharf. Fisherman Wharf. Is it like were, RBIs? If there were two Fisherman's Wharfs and there was a dwarf on each Fisherman's Wharf. <laughs> two dwarf, and they're both wearing scarves. And, and were, being attacked by wolves. That's the next season of uh, Game of Thrones. Okay. <laughs> Uh, All right. So so this guy, Phil Kessel, he gets traded two years ago from Toronto to Pittsburgh, Mm -hmm. which essentially is like like dating Barbara Bush and then getting to date Kate Upton. You're like, I'm on this team and now I'm on a great team. All right. Now I actually have a shot. And now every time I go out, we break the Internet. Right. So he he every time I went out before, there was a chance she could break her hip. (laughs) Now every time I go out, I'm breaking. She bends over and we break the Internet. All right. So so but he's got he goes there. When he was leaving the team, for some reason, this guy, I don't know what his first name is, Simmons, but it's not Bill Simmons, but another Simmons, uh, a writer for the Toronto Star, he starts going after him for getting traded. It's such yeah, a yeah. weird thing. He's like, you know who's going who's gonna to hate seeing this guy leave? The, the hot dog vendor who lives across the street from his condo. It's like a weird pot shot. It's such an awful like joke too. Like you, just- dumb joke. <laughs> this guy's probably yeah, exactly. way. Even if he seems like he has a fatter face than you, he's in better shape than you. You're yeah, a sports writer. Yeah. So he takes a shot at the guy, and then the guy two years later wins the Stanley Cup, mm-hmm. goes back to a golf tournament, and you know every day this is. I think this is a tradition that the NBA needs. I think to the start Larry doing. O'Brien Trophy should be with yes. a, with a player for get one for day. One hundred percent. One day. I think you should get it for a week. Yeah, don't they get it for, for a week? I think or a day. I'm not they sure. Get, they get it for more than one day. They, they get, get it for a week. One, so they, they get the trophy for a week, which I think is great. And you know, like, some weird stuff has happened. Like, Chris oh, yeah. Draper let his kid poop Shit in it. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my god. Which gosh. I was like, that is dangerous. I mean, dangerous. First of all, we've both potty trained. I have two kids, and he's got two kids. We potty trained our kids. If that is the only place where your kid can now go. Yeah. Is in championship hardware. You're in trouble. You got to call Venus Williams and bring the plates <laughs> over. <laughs> my kid hasn't shit for nine days. Bring over the plates. Green. Bring over the plates. <laughs> So he he go, shows up at this golf tournament where the writer is at. Okay, so Phil Kessel is there. Brings the cup, of course, which love is it. classic. Fills it with hot dogs. How much do you love Phil Kessel now? I that's love such him a great... even more. I didn't hate him before, but now, I mean, that's that's like, I don't know that you could write a better like story for, for like, how do you get back at that writer? Like, you, you show you, up to a place where he's at and put the Stanley Cup down and put your hot dogs so Put your hot dog in it. I always love watching the post-game press conference. There was a guy, because there's always, like, there's the post-game NBA press conferences. The guy mm. from Black Media Online who just dressed, he is, I was like, this guy is the best-dressed person I've ever seen. Like, tremendous bow ties. Like, he'll have, like, a shirt with, like, yeah. the best collars and everything like that. And he, to me, asked the one question that, like, everybody wanted to hear the answer to. Because everybody asks the same bullshit yeah. questions over and over again. You can see it. I think this would be so great if you guys play the Golden State Warriors, I think for one post-game interview, I think you should have Riley Curry on your lap. <laughs> and you're just like, you got to calm down, Riley. That would be Ugh. the fun. <laughs> She's so darn cute. Uh, <laughs> uh, birth control. So, uh, all right. So let's go to uh, a oh really dis- disturbing screen grab. Uh, do you have it, Rand? Try to find, find it. it. I'm going to find it. We were reading Deadspin, uh, which uh, I think often actually really gets it right. Uh, sometimes it's a little yeah. mean, but I think they actually are really funny, and the commenters are funny, and they really get it right. Uh, they grabbed a screen grab of the the N- the ESPN's NFL player fantasy player auction. Oh. 
with a guy with a white dude, like a fat white dude with a gavel, the head of Todd Gurley on a stick. Oh, man. And he's auctioning off a black man. That doesn't feel right. This, after what we went through this past weekend, okay, like nobody in the production meeting said, hey, maybe we should scrap this whole thing and go. Scrap scrap the human auction. Maybe we just throw the the graphic up there. Yeah, (laughs) let's get John King with his big, fat, meaty hands and do a giant, like, you know, flat screen TV touch board. The only thing that could have made that worse if he had, like, old, like, plantation stuff. (laughs) Right? Why is he wearing a bolo? He looks like he works for KFC. Oh, my gosh. Bad, bad, bad. (laughs) Like, ESPN, no better. I mean, that's one of those things where we're... This is when you realize that they're out of touch with this. Stuff. Either there aren't enough black, like high level people who work at ESPN who would step in and be like, hey, yeah. I'm, or worse, they're there and people aren't listening to them. Because if you right. saw that and you, I, I'm telling you, like, you, I'm seeing it, I'm a white guy and I'm like, this is uncomfortable. I just don't get, like, what's the point of the stick? Like, they, like, they don't head they, on they a stick. Head on a stick is like no. That is just put the graphic on the. Yes, you have the, the go full ESPN screen to the graphic. The full huge screen boards that they're so proud of, and they mm-hmm. do all this. Also, mm-hmm. also forget, forget the head on the stick. Forget the guy with the gavel. Just show me his highlights. That's all I care about. <laughs> I show me doing six <laughs> plays. Charles, Charles Barkley. Ernie, that's terrible. Ernie, listen. <laughs> I don't want a head on a stick. Ernie's <laughs> not on this show. Ernie, you're on a different show. Charles, you're on a different I'll show. I'll take two hot dogs from the Stanley Cup. <laughs> no, nope. that's, that, that's we're not even Phil in Chesler, Toronto. Where are you at, Phil, Phil Chesler. <laughs> Phil Chesler. That's not his name, Charles. That's not his name, Shaq, Charles. Shaq, I'll beat your ass right now. I, they're fi- like, That's amazing. There's, it's almost a fight every time on that show. And it's like very real. Though, when he told him he would throw throw a chicken wing at his fat ass, I'll throw a chicken wing at your fat ass. I, lo- you I lost I, it. I lost you it. You lost yeah. it. Those guys are great. That show yeah. is actually super fun. It's very, very good. They get sidetracked some, but it's very, very good. You watch it. You watch it some. Uh, sidetracked some. Like, whole watch- game yeah. highlights yeah. are going by while he's like, you're a fat man. <laughs> I'm going to hit you, Shaq. You're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is a six-foot-one-inch white woman. <laughs> no. That's not true, Charles. <laughs> Erna, it's, it's uh, terrible. Uh, Erna, tell Kenny to tell Erna. Wait, you want <laughs> him, me, to, to tell, tell him to me. tell me? What? To tell me. Anyway. So, this happened finally. Uh... I don't know if you saw this, but Robert Ori got into it physically Mm-mm. with a guy outside of the Staples Center. I think it was Staples Center. I think it was Staples Center. After a kid's basketball, basketball tournament that I'm assuming his kid was in, yeah. said that this other guy was harassing him throughout the game. And then there's footage of the shorter guy. Harassing the kid or harassing, harassing the ho- Robert Ori? Oh, okay. Both. I think Maybe both. he was calling him oh, Robert okay. Horry. <laughs> Robert Horry. <laughs> he's right next to him. In a moment, he takes off his backpack. Little dude with like a, like it looks like he's like a gardener, like with that weird gardener's hat. Oh, yeah. Kind yeah. of like. I mean, it's like the second episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, the guy with the golf hat with oh, the chin strap, yeah. whatever. He wouldn't take it off. He's right. Like <laughs> so it's he's got that on. The guy takes it off. And he looks like he's a character from Tekken, right? He's oh. like from some video game. He pushes Robert so, Ori. There's oh, the push. There's Robert Ori. And this guy pushes him, pushes him, pushes Robert Ori. He's wearing that weird hat. He looks like, oh, wow. Then Robert just takes a shot. Okay. Ooh, ooh and ooh. another one just takes him out. Is that Look. outside the stable? All right. So he That's is not outside the stable. He center. is Big Shot Bob. So he's going yeah, to like land some shots. Center. It's yeah, a convention yeah. center, right? 
He's going to land every single shot. Like, even if Robert Ory doesn't want to land the shot, he's going to hit it. Can't help it. Big shot. Your yeah. face <laughs> looks like a giant. He's like, he hits every, he lands he's every. like, I'm in the zone, man. I don't know what to say. <laughs> it just looks like a giant trash can. <laughs> Big shot Rob. Big shot Rob, man. He's going to hit you. But why would anyone shove Robert Ory ever? I mean, if you're just the guy looked like a five foot eight. The guy looked like us. The guy looked like a five foot eight inch white, white dude, dude wear, who was wearing the same hat from the Kurt Russell movie <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. The, the guy, guy with the electrical power, power. like he was like yeah. static. And he had a backpack on. Like, backpack just like, on. He looked like a kid's backpack. First of all, I don't know. but but here's what sucks about that. And this, I think, in this day and age, and I'm sure you have to deal with this in some way, shape, or form. The regular person who's like feels like I'm going to elevate myself by bringing down somebody else in yeah. public. Like, I'm assuming you have to ignore a ton of shit when you're out in the world. But like that idea of like leave him alone. <laughs> like yeah. say what you will about Robert Orr, you could hate him because he torched your team right. and he's got seven rings. You know what I mean? I never like people never really say anything in person. They always like wait till you walk away or like they're far away and they like yell like go like Lakers or whatever. Yeah. And you're just and like, like all right, fine. That's, uh, I'm glad I inspire yeah. that in you. It's fine that you're a Lakers fan. It'd be unreasonable for me to think that you're, <laughs> to change. You, came, you walked right back to them, walked right in their face, and like it's fine for you to. It'd be completely unreasonable. Honestly, if you yes. Yeah. Go Lakers. But, you know, you know everybody, what? I, everybody if I should. were in your position, I would say the same. Thing. And you know what? I want them as an organization to improve too. Exactly. It's right, better for all it's of us. It's good for basketball. You I'm know, out. like all boats rise. <laughs> you bow to them and then you walk out. High tides rise all boats. <laughs> did, he, did he just do it? He did <laughs> a, like an Asian bow. Well, I mean, he was wearing a weird Asian hat. Yeah, he was. But I mean, that idea that like you just have to deal with We that. get it. Like I get why athletes have posses. You got to have like a little bit of a buffer between some people who are going to approach you and try to yeah. drag you into some weird Depends thing. on the situation because I'm more of a, uh, like, a, I like to go places by myself because I can just, like, sp- like get in and get Move out. quickly, yeah. I feel like when when you have a large, like, posse with you, like, it just attracts so much more attention. True. And normally, you know, one of those, two of those guys are, like, bigger guys or, like, yeah. you know, basketball player like, friends from high school that played basketball. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm always, I like to slip under the radar. I go right. places by myself. I Sit in movie theaters alone by myself. <laughs> Wait a second, this just got really sad. This got really freaking strange. Sad. We were going that way. No, <laughs> let him cry. No, let but cry. all right, can I pitch this out there and maybe you can help us institute it in the league because this is something that I think all see you're you can kind of go out and do it on your own. But you know the people, the, the players and the athletes out there who do have to have the big posses, mm-hmm. okay? And oh, they're yeah. just big posses people. Most of those people, a lot of them are on the gravy train, so mm-hmm. they don't want to upset. And this, by the way, happens in not just sports. I mean, look what's happening in the White House. I'm saying, like, they don't want to upset the apple cart. Right. They don't want to upset their— Even when they know we're getting into a bad situation yeah. here. Even the, yeah. I think each posse, and it, it behooves each athlete or person to hire a no-man in his posse, <laughs> whose only job it is— Just say no. Just say no. like, no. It's like, I'm aware that— No, nope. you're not. Nope. I'm going to do—I'm going to go— Should I go in over the, and punch that guy who said that thing? No. Nope. Nope. No. <laughs> on the payroll, his job is only to just sit there and shake I want you to block this bathroom door while I go in here with this girl. Nope. 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 I will not do it. And you should not do it. But then, nope. so like the yes man and the no man just have to constantly fight for each yeah, other. Yeah, that's right. The, the yes man will like always that. be there. But no man always the gets no the last man has word. To just be like some UFC. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just a humongous fight, dude. Yeah. He's got to win every or fight. It's Joe Rogan. Like, it's Joe Rogan's <laughs> sense of humor. And he's tough. He'll kill you just with like one, like a two fingers to the neck. 
and then you're out. And you got to be smart. like, uh, you look to him, and he's just like, sometimes just a shake of a head. You save That's people it. a lot of trouble. That was. All right, Blake Griffin, dude, you're going to hang around because Javier Bardem actually has a, uh, he, he has something that he wants to pitch your way, and okay. I think, I don't know, I, I think he can get it there. That's pretty again. awesome. He might be able to. I'm putting like some very, again, you know, look, I'm going to go way back in the archives. F.J. McMahon, he only released one album. This is the most mellow album ever. I put this on, and I think I put your kids to sleep. I put my wife to sleep. This forever. All right. So, so deep. So deep. You so deep, I put my wife to sleep. I believe it was an ice cube. All right, when we come back, Javier Bardem, Blake Griffin, you're here. View from the cheap seat. Stay with us. You help friends. All right, guys, welcome back to View from the Cheap Seats. Again, Blake Griffin, go out and watch him perform on the basketball court because it is damn funny. And also but, comedy. He's a funny comedy dude. Yeah, dude. Uh, we got to figure out something to do with you in, in a comedic sense, dude. We'll, we will do that. He will host the ESPYs. We'll start it now because look, we have two We have two campaigns on a large scale. One, we want to get Weird Al Yankovic to do the uh, halftime, halftime show at the Super Bowl, which I think would be brilliant. Uh, a no-brainer. No-brainer. You get all the great artists he's making fun of. In one show. Amazing. But you start with the fat costume and, and it just, just starts peel peeling it. layers off <laughs> until he comes right back down to Weird Al. Another one rides the bus. Right. Uh, all right. So uh, we mentioned before Javier Bardem. He's with us. We're going to give him a ring. He actually has something he wants to pitch to Blake. So I'm glad that Blake's here. It's really cool. I'm actually a huge fan. Let's get him on the line. I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure where his phone goes, but. Yeah, I don't know what kind of a phone he has. What if he has a T Mobile side? <laughs> Probably does. I feel like he might. And he drives a Suzuki. I had a ring back tone off. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh, Javier Bardem, are you there? Yes, hello. Oh, hello, hello. Javier. Uh, we yeah, are here. This is uh, this is Javier. Who is this? This Sklar Brothers. We're here with Blake Griffin of the uh, Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, we we have so much to talk to you about, and we know that you wanted to actually pitch something to us, and we always love that. First of all, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you for asking me. I'm uh, in my trailer right now. I'm working on a project that I cannot speak about with much detail, but I know you can respect these both um, scars as well as Black Griffin because of the professions respectively that we are in. Sure. Hey, hey, just want to say real quick, you're a huge fan, man. Huge, huge fan. So thanks. Uh, like, likewise, Blake, I've been uh, tracking your career from all the way on the Oklahoma days on the University of Oklahoma and the, the Sooners and... Uh, I have all, many people have always said to me um, where I am from and when I was younger, who does he remind you of? Who who can you compare his type of player to? And I always say, I think it's very amazing that he is also from Oklahoma because he reminds me of a a, a more athletic Wayman Teasdale. <laughs> That is, that's, that's the yeah, ultimate That is honestly. unreal. I would say, I say, Blake Griffin, he reminds me of a, a more athletic Wayman Tisdale and a, a slightly less athletic Stacey King. <laughs> okay. Well, I believe that he might be more athletic than Stacey King. Although Stacey yeah. King had a very successful career with the Bulls. Uh, what is your, uh, what do you want to pitch to Blake First Griffin? First of all, are you, a cl- are you a fan of Blake Griffin? You said you are. I mean, uh, I'm a, Lisa, I'm, I'm a, I'm a season. Not many people know this. And now the, the cat is out of the box, but I am a, I'm a season ticket holder of these uh, of the uh, Los Angeles Cliffords. Wow! Wow! <laughs> wait, wait! Did awesome, you just call man. them Los Angeles Cliffords? 
Yeah, the Clippers, uh, they're named after Clippers. the cartoon Red Dog. No, no that's <laughs> no, not true. No, that's no, actually the not the Clippers. The Clippers, yeah. it was the San Diego Clippers for the Clipperships. Does Penelope, does she go to games with you? Penelope comes to certain games with me. Sometimes I just put an ad on Craigslist and invite strangers. <laughs> that's, that's seems like you. All right, so you have, you have an idea that you want to pitch us, and I'm, so I'm all, we're all ears here. Bob Blake, I only I only want to see Blake bring the ball to the court this entire season and 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 be the point forward that we know he can be. But that's for a different day. Okay. I want to talk to you right now about this thing that's very important to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, uh, and Blake, this maybe you'll, you'll agree with this, but okay. you know these these pants that you're wearing when you go and you're warming up and and in the layup lines and then you're going all the way to the to the mid court and you put the rosin on the hands and then you must quickly all of a sudden get onto the court and take off these pants and be on your uniform. Mm-hmm. I'm recommending that a different kind of pant, we can do this kind of thing and get the pants up more quickly uh-huh. and put some tiny little snaps down the sides okay, of there. all the pants from the waist all the way down to where the shoes are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. uh, and I'm just calling these um, take them off quickly pants. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They already have some. Now, there is something already called yeah, we, breakaway. We, we, yeah, breakaway pants that we that everybody wears. For a long time, everybody's worn those buttons down the side. So it sounds like you're on the right track. I think maybe we just streamline the name a little bit. I, or it already exists, and I don't want you to have like a patent or yeah, a copyright yeah, yeah. infringement. Maybe I mean, if there's another yeah. type of way you could take them or off is it, faster, is that the only... Is there another application for like where else would yeah. you wear your take them off fa- fast? Uh, you would be like you can... There are unisex uh, women who are uh, having a baby prematurely. <laughs> they would be able to just quickly get, immediately take these pants off. Right. People who are in the in the courting period of romance uh-huh. who need to have uh, sex quickly, they take these <laughs> off. People that that are at an old country buffet and have an accident, any of these things. Right, right, right. No, I, yeah. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. You, you, basically, you're just saying take them off quickly pants aren't limited to the court. No, you can actually That's have- exactly... That, I see Blake is visionary. This is why he is a, a media mogul as well. And by the way, Blake, I am yeah. talking to your people about a multi-cam sitcom, but it will get to your desk before long. We okay. will talk more about okay. this. But- With you and Blake Griffin, a multi-cam sitcom, Javier Bardem and Blake Griffin, what is the title of that sitcom? Uh, the, 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 the title What is the is, working uh, title right now? It's called Blake's Place, and it's just about it's about the bar that Blake opens up 20 years from now in his neighborhood in mm-hmm. Oklahoma. And mm-hmm. There's a, a a guy who's a, one of the postal workers, and uh, his name is Steve, and I play Steve. Okay, yeah. uh, seems like I, like if it could have the tone of No Country for Old Men, and you have a vacuum cleaner that murders yeah. people, I think you're yeah. onto something for a second. Yeah, yeah, but I can't pigeonhole myself into no. this thing where I'm always no. playing this scary villain because. Yeah. People say, "Well, your voice—you can only do certain things." And, yeah. and my feeling is not—not not if I can find a good multi—if I can find a good multicam uh, director like Andy Ackerman or yes. something like this. Or so. James Burroughs. Hey, real quick question: Like, just as a fan, who was your favorite? Like, favorite? What was your favorite villain role to play? Oh, uh, I—I'm obviously Anton Chigurh. Uh, that's one of yeah. my very favorites. Uh, no country and. And and then uh, the the creepy guy in the Bond movie too. And I I don't <laughs> no character name just yeah. the creepy guy. No, he no, moves on quickly. You'd like to separate we yourself. All, we all know that what I bring to the table is an ability to uh, to scare people quickly and <laughs> and also have you forget every other detail about my character. Yeah. Well, that is that is great. Well, it's look, incredible. the take him off quickly pants. We're gonna we're gonna shoot <laughs> take that, off quickly. Yeah. We're gonna shoot it up the flagpole and see who salutes. And then if they do salute, we're gonna take their pants off quickly because yeah. you have the ideas. I remember when you uh, you tried to sell us on Quickie Pop. 
Quickie Pop. I, I tried to get a Quickie Pop, and, and I ran into some legal problems with that one. But <laughs> Too uh, much like Jiffy Pop, yeah. They said it was too much and too close to the Jiffy Pop, but oh, well, look, I don't know. I'm not positive about that. Right, but li- Listen, good luck, and if you're wearing Take Them Off Quickly pants tonight, may you take them off quickly in front of Penelope. That's, listen, that's one what I quick, wish to you. One quick regionally-based question for Blake sure, as an Oklahoma. Are you, are you an old country guy, or are you a Shoney's guy? <laughs> I'm an old country guy, for sure. Okay. Yeah, old country. Sure. Okay. Old country. I'm a huge, fa- huge fan, Blake, and, and have a great season. And, and if Doc tries to run a play that is not one that you want to run, just, just to say, hey, I think I know what I'm doing at this point. <laughs> in if that you, accent and put the emphasis yeah, on yeah, the point, point right yes okay yeah that is the point Th- <laughs> thanks so much javier we really appreciate it and good luck on the movie or whatever project you're working yeah, on yeah. good luck man thanks good good luck on the cliffords okay <laughs> the clippers it, oh, that was javier that was the oh my god it's amazing it's and you know what he said he said that he has a great court uh, vision and he also has great uh business vision yeah and so yeah, maybe this mogul. is an idea look media mogul maybe this is an idea that he can push forward uh, dude, you have an open invite on this show. Thank Anytime you, so you want to come guys, on, we love having you on. Again, we could not be bigger supporters and uh, bigger fans on every level. Blake Griffin, I also want to thank Javier Bardem. Follow at uh, Bradmore77 or 773, right? 773. There you go. Do that, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thank think you Fighter and the Kid. Fighter and the Kid. And we'll be talking all about the uh, upcoming fight with McGregor oh, and, Mayweather. And, and Mayweather. It's going to be a blast. Thank you guys for listening. Punch Subscribe, Punch Waterfalls, and uh, Ray this real hard time, but it feels so nice to know.